Come on. He is strong. He is powerful. He is Kevin Uritia. He is an entrepreneur and founder and CEO of Voy Media. They are a performance-based full-service agency doing more than just sales and branding. Excited to have you on. Kevin, tell us a little bit about your personal life, some more about your work, and why you do what you do. Yeah. So my name is Kevin here. I grew up in New York. I, My personal life, I was like uh, really into programming, into games when I was younger. So I actually went to college and school for computer science. and But now, my work right now, what I do is marketing. And the reason why that kind of happens is because I've always wanted to do my own startups, my own companies. Um, I guess growing up, that's sort of what I realized was like the way for me to just basically live the life that I wanted to live. And that figured computer science was a great way to get into that because I saw people making a lot of money when I was reading stuff about it online. And then I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to do this because you can make money. And it's like you're working on projects that you like. Um, so I did that for about four years. And then I realized that in order to make my own projects, make my own startups, I need to learn how to actually sell and market. And that's kind of when that led me to do a little bit more marketing. But in between there, I've had some companies. Um, that's kind of where I learned more of my marketing s- skills from because I just had to get customers. Yeah, I appreciate that. So you saw computer science as a way to be successful and to do interesting work, but in order to do the work that you wanted to do, you needed to, to, to get yourself in front of people and, and convince them that you were the right person for the job. And then okay. here we are with, with, with Voy Media. So tell me a little bit about that. Yeah, so Void Media, when I started it initially about maybe four years ago, I really started as a way to meet other founders, entrepreneurs, because I was working on my own startup previously before Void Media, and I felt like, oh, wow, like I didn't, I didn't really know too many new founders. So I was kind of like, you know, you're getting stuck into the run of things of just like working on your own company and interacting with your own employees. And I kind of like stopped going to like meetups and stuff like that in the city. And I was like, oh, like maybe I'll do like, I really, I still love talking to entrepreneurs. Uh, I reconnected with some friends. I said, like, hey, Kevin, like, you're doing a lot of marketing for your company. Maybe it's something that you can help other founders. And for me, it was a way to connect with them, but also say, hey, look, I want to just help you. Um, and maybe I can get a percentage of equity in your company for just like the help I'm doing, kind of like an advisor, right? Hmm. And that's kind of like what Voimita started out of. And then it kind of transformed to like what it is now, which is like the traditional agency model. And and for me, I that was a learning phase because I've never even worked in an agency and I started an agency. So I was like, okay. Uh, and then I had to like learn how to do that. But that's kind of what Void Media was and what it is now is just like we help brands with like um, Facebook ads, uh, Facebook, uh, Google ads, Instagram ads, kind of like the basically they want to launch how to, uh, on the digital platforms. We come in and help them with creatives and photo shoots and everything like that. Nice. All right. So you didn't have experience working in traditional agencies, but you have the have the, the skills of an entrepreneur, the skills of computer science, the skills of sales and marketing, and then you start the agency. What 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 is your perception uh, of 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 the industry? Did did you find it to be incredibly complicated and complex, or do you find that uh, other people make it? unnecessarily complicated and complex or somewhere in the middle or am I way off base? It's it's somewhere in the middle. It really depends. It's interesting. That's a good question because it depends on who you're working with and like the type of client. If it's like, if it's like a new brand new entrepreneur, you kind of more, they more like, mostly care about like your story, but like, Hey, how does it relate to me? And sort of like, 
I can see myself in there and I can, and I can believe that you can help me when it's like a bigger brand. It's just so complex. It's like projections, reports, like, uh, like you're pulling all this data and then you have to like somehow be like, yes, with us, we're going to get you like a 20% increase in like this. And you're just like making stuff up. And that's, <laughs> that's part of the industry that I hate, which mm. is like, you know, customers, they just want you to make stuff up. But I'm like, Hey, like I really can't predict the future. <laughs> like, and they like, but then they're like, yeah, but agency B is telling me they're giving me 30%. I'm like, how can they do that? Like, how can they, cause it, right. <laughs> and I, I, I always tell that I, I think, I mean, I think, I, I think sometimes I get angry, but like, I tell them, it's like, Hey, look, if I knew how much money I would make you, I wouldn't be here talking to you. I would make my own companies. So I'm sorry, but I can't predict my the future. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, and that's, like, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm like, Hey, I, I wish I could tell you, but like, but I tell people like, here's our process. Here's what we've done before. And here's how we think about things. That's why I tell people more. It's about like, Hey, here's how we would do it for you. And here's some sample creatives. Here's some sample ads. And does it make sense with you and our, in our overall strategy? If it does, let's work together. But results, I think I, I, I believe in my company that we can do great work, but I don't know like if it's going to be like a five X or 10 X, right? We're going to have to see and then adjust from there. Got it. So impossible to make projections, but once you've actually done the work, then you can look backwards. So when, yeah. when I think that you refer to yourself as a performance-based agency, what is that? Yep. How, how does that shake out? Basically, again, going back to what you said before, like we have very simple, at least the way we think about it, it's like, hey, we have very simple like engagements with clients that, hey, look, we're, only, we're engaging a minimum of 90 days and then it goes month to month because we want to make sure that after the first in those 90 days, which is a lot of setup, allow you to get into another brand we want to make sure that's hitting the kpis and the goals that you want and then as an agency we want to make sure that you can you feel that we're working for you every month um that way we can because we're hitting your targets and at least we're doing the work that you know is great work got it i think that that certainly makes sense easy to get my brain around that yeah, yeah. all right so this first 90 days um walk me through sort of what what does that look like? You're, you're digging in, you're getting to know the company. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So usually the first 90 days, we kind of are trying to establish like baseline metrics, like any brand. It depends on the brand too. Like if you're a brand new company, we don't, you might not know how much it costs for you to acquire a customer. And again, going back to what I said before, those are the hardest people you have to like kind of convince because I'm like, have you spent any money on Facebook? Have you spent any money on digital? They're like, no. I'm like, they're like, okay, what CPA, sh- what cost should I get? And I'm like, I don't know. Like, you haven't sold this before. So, like, how can I, how can I tell, right? Like, uh, then that's kind of where we're telling, like, okay, like, just, and I tell people, like, okay, since you don't know those numbers, like, work with us to figure out, like, how much does it actually cost you to manufacture this product? What's your shipping cost, right? Say, okay, look, you're, pro- you're selling your product for 50 and it costs you about $30 to make. We can only afford $20 to sell it on Facebook. And that's if it's like 20 bucks. And if we sell it for 20, you basically are making a profit. So maybe we should raise the price, right? So we talk about like that, right? Maybe it should be 60, you know, cause then you want $10 profit margin. So we kind of like work with the entrepreneur or the founder to figure out like what that is. Or if it's like an established company, they most likely already have these numbers and they kind of know that. So they say, hey, what are these? After that, we're thinking about competitors in the space. So what we do is we do a brand competitor research. Usually pick up five brands that we think are in the same space and also the same level, right? Because I think sometimes what we see people do is you're a fashion brand and then they go look at Nike. I'm like, okay, you're, you're a fashion brand, you're Nike's fashion brand, are two very different companies, the two different levels. Like, 
their advertising is not the same that you're doing. So it's it's a bad comparison. Like look at brand new fashion brands that are also starting up because you know they're going to be thinking about marketing, they're going to be thinking about acquisition, and those are ones that you should model and, and maybe think about uh, you know using as a reference point. So we do five of those. Once that's done, we'll sort of do like an industry report of saying, hey, based on your markets, your products, here's what your total addressable market would be, right? Obviously, fashion is like, you know, whatever, $1 billion market, but you're in this price range and you're for females only, so your, your total addressable market is maybe $50 million, right? And then we say, this is kind of where we're thinking about, this is how we're going to attack the market based on what we're seeing, and then we sort of show that to clients, and then we say, hey, based on the ideas that we've seen other companies doing, here are the concepts and creatives we want to do for you. And then once that's approved by them, we will then uh, start creating the ads, and that depends on uh, either filming content or shooting new stuff for them because a lot of brands don't have anything. So we'll say, hey, look, we need to shoot this type of content, and that would take like you know that takes like sometimes like a month to produce. And then once that's happening and everything's approved, then we'll go and create everything and, and run them, and then start launching the initial tests. And then the initial tests take anywhere between two to three weeks to get some some significant data, right? So then that's kind of like a few maybe that's about seven or eight weeks and then the last month is just like testing new creatives and concepts and iterating nice do you enjoy the 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 creative process did you bring people on to do that yeah yeah so for us at boy like we have like a full creative team about maybe our company right now is probably about 40 people so basically creatives like half the company and that's kind of like at least for us with like we're doing a lot of visuals uh, for facebook ads instagram ads it's almost all creative so yeah, I mean, we, we do like, I, I like it because it's like, you can be creative, but at the same time, what I like about it is, it's really just thinking about the formula that's going to make someone want to buy the product. And like, we call it like, you probably heard about it. It's like just direct response. Like, what is like the creative that's going to make you make money? At least for us, like, we know we're not like, quote unquote, like a super creative agency. We're, we're an agency that's here to make you money. And when you're super creative, that's great. But we know we're not going to win any awards for it. But we know our clients are going to get sales, and that's sort of what we. That's what again going back to performance. That's sort of how we think about ourselves. Yeah, that's interesting, right? It's like we're not trying to win, win a photo competition. We're yeah. trying to find whatever's actually going to help you convert. You know, these yeah. these leads or these ads. Yeah, and it, it's funny because going back to like something about the industry, like the question you said earlier, is when we're working with a brand new brand, that's always about like, I want the, you know, I want the prettiest images. I want the best, like this ad is look so, this ad doesn't, this ad looks so spammy. I'm like, oh my God, like I could tell like this isn't gonna win. And then you work with them like maybe a year or two later and they're like, okay, like let's go do that stuff that you said was gonna work. And then it's like, yes, like, that's, <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm like, it's a very different model. And I think like, like a lot, I tell people it depends if you raise money, right? If you're bootstrapped, you can afford, you can't afford to make super creative stuff because your CAC, your customer acquisition costs are so high. Where, you know, companies raising 10, 20 million, they can afford to spend a little bit more and build the brand like through high customer acquisition costs because they have the money funding them. And that sort of like fuels them. So it's just two different businesses. And I think people need to realize where are you? Like, hey, if you haven't raised money, you need to do whatever it takes to get a sale. Like, and that's like going outside and like showing people your clothing, showing people your company. When you're bootstrapped, you can spend more money because you, it's not really your money. It's kind of like, oh, okay, which is the cost. We're going to raise another fund, funding later on. Yeah, well, that certainly does make sense. As 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 you look about, um, or how, how how do you think about paid marketing versus versus organic? Yeah. So for me, the way I think about paid is kind of organic is great. I think if you can nail organic, then 
you have a, tra- a traffic source that's like infinite. I love organic traffic. So organic could be organic Instagram. It could be organic as it's SEO. Um, I used to do a lot of SEO back then. And I think SEO and organic is probably one of the best traffic sources that you can nail. Again, but it takes time. So you need to know that this is going to be a long-term gain. But once you get it, it's basically your customer acquisition costs go down. You can afford to spend more money on paid. Paid is for me is more of like, um, hey, let me try angles. Let me try stuff and see if I can get customers to buy. And that is more of like a quick hit and something to think about as just a source of traffic, a source of uh, acquisition. But you should be expecting the cost to keep going up and up as you spend more money. But again, it's a great way to fuel your business and get initial customers in. So like anything, I think it's depends on what you're doing. If you have no money, uh, maybe do organic SEO, organic traffic, write your own stuff, or even Instagram, right? If you have money and you want to like, uh, when I say money, it doesn't need to be a lot, like a thousand, two thousand. Uh, use it as a way to test and validate your product and then see can you get customers and, and keep improving on that. Nice. You mentioned Instagram. How do you think about like there's so many different social media platforms. How do you think about how people focus their time and energy and stuff like that? Yeah, I mean, I think right now Instagram is like a huge time suck. It's just so much. You just, I've been, mm-hmm. I'm on there all the time, like literally looking at memes all day long. It's just like <laughs> crazy. Like I just tell people like, I don't know, I just find them funny, right? You see one meme, you're like, oh, let me go find this. Let me follow this other account. Right? <laughs> And you're like, oh wow, I just have like a crazy meme account, right? Um, and that's a, that's the thing that's that's crazy because like that's for me, it's like organic. Like the person running the account are making tons of money just showing all this stuff. But I don't know. I think with like any of these platforms, uh, it's just so hard to. It's easy, very easy to get addicted. So it's something that you just need to be conscious about. And even for me, it's like as an advertiser, it's great. Like people are on all the time, but I'm not sure if it's like great for the society as a whole. <laughs> it's like you're just literally stuck on your phone all day looking at stuff that's like, I don't know, not really real, right? Because you know, when, you, when I post stuff, I'm like, that's like the perfect photo of like my trip, even though like eight hours ago, it was, I was not happy. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that we can all agree that social media is probably a, a net negative instead of a net yeah. positive. Um, yeah. And just for different plat, it, 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 as, as I think about just marketing the stuff that I'm doing, it's like there's only so many hours in the day. Should I be on these these mm-hmm. new platforms that are popping up? How do you talk to people about new opportunities like that? I I, I believe for new platforms you should be on. And the reason why I say that it's like for example, TikTok, great platform, huge. The reason why I say that is because these new platforms, going back to what you said about organic, they're amplifying your content because they want you to get views. They want you to get followers. And if you get more followers and views, they know that as humans, we're addicted to that. So then you're going to post more, con- more content to their platform and they're going to keep rewarding you. Similar to Instagram before, where before like you could literally post a video on Instagram and you'll get like 1,000 views. Now you can barely get 100. It's the same concept. And Instagram now just makes money because they make you promote it and do it. Where TikTok is like, hey, look, like I can get you a million followers in like a week and then they'll promote it and it's sort of great for you. And then you're like, oh, actually, I'm going to use TikTok now because I have more followers there. So I'd say get on those. I'd say get on the train of like all these new platforms before they, you know, kind of dampen their like sort of algorithm and say, hey, you're not going to get a million views anymore. You're going to get like maybe a thousand views. And then if you want more, you got to pay for us. It's a classic drug dealer stuff. Get yeah. you hooked. And then uh... exactly. and literally that's literally what it is. It's like I'm like, hey, that, 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 and that's why people are addicted to new platforms when they realize that like they're like whoa i posted like a random person be like 
whoa, I got 10,000 views. And on Instagram, they'll never get that. And they're like, why would I use Instagram? I, I want more views because people are addicted to views. Yeah. Yes, 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 we are, Kevin. I like it. Well, Kevin, the people are ready for your difference-making tip. What do you have for them? I think for my, my difference-making tip is I tell people all the time for me, I just go out there and do it. Like I tell people all the time, like there's nothing unique or special about me. I just went out and did it. I believed that I could do it, and then you find a way to figure it out. Like, anything is online nowadays. So I just tell people, like, you have an idea, you want to build a product, you want to like do something different in your life, go and do it. There's someone out there that has done it before, and you're probably not going to be the only one. Well, I think that that is great stuff that definitely gets. Come on. Come on. Just got to get out there and do it. I love it. Well, Kevin, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people learn more about you? How can people engage with you? Yeah, I mean, you can always, always find me at voymedia.com, but I'm pretty active on Twitter. So my Twitter name is just D-A-N-E-S-T, Danis. So I love, I love Twitter. Excellent. Well, if you enjoyed this as much as I did, show Kevin your appreciation and share today's show with a friend who also appreciates good ideas, go to voymedia, V-O-Y-M-E-D-I-A.com. Give us the Twitter handle again, Kevin. Uh, Twitter.com forward slash D-A-N-E-S-T. It's like the nest. It's like a high school name. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I love it. Well, we will list all those in the notes of the show. Thanks again, Kevin. Thank you so much, George. And until next time, keep fighting the good fight. We are all in this together.